juice, you've got the power. You're going 10,000 miles per hour. I've had this in my head for the last 20 minutes. What do you think? Is that a good little, good little two, a good little two? Yeah, two, we just uh, need a bridge. We need a bridge. That's a great verse, though. And the whole band will do that at the same time. You got it. Avoid the hex. Avoid the hex. Now start singing and watch my camera and watch how cool it looks with that tune. Go. Avoid the hex. 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 You guys can't see. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, you couldn't see, but Bo was running. It's pretty cool. He was like doing the Lloyd Christmas in the passenger seat of the of the pup pup washer mobile. It's a good reference. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to be on my A game today. Mike's both sick and also been moving. He's been moving. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 wild, man. It's wild. We got those records up on the wall though. Yeah, it looks cool. I've always been I've always contemplating getting some kind of uh framing device for a vinyl record for for my Mars Volta records cuz I really like them and I think their art's cool as well. Right, right, right. So what what did y'all end up in like just getting something off Amazon or is it something fancy or is it homemade what what'd y'all do No yeah so this just those those like uh gold uh metal of I don't know mounted holder things and you can fit like 3 or 4 inches of records in them and we got 6 mounted them on the walls and they're looking really good but realized actually based on the number of records that I kept versus how many of the store we could use some more. And then we were like, why don't we just go all, why don't we do twice as many go all the way across the wall? That'll here, look sweet. So that's what here we're going to mm. Here's the thing before you do that, you might run into Take it from Bo here. Okay. All right. Cause I played animal crossing a long time. Okay. And so, you know, in Animal Crossing, you can decorate your house and whatnot on the internal, the inside of your house. I had these gift packages. That. Are you still with me? How much did you get of all that? I, I got all of it. I got all of it. Okay. It just but you, you you were kind of freezy for a little bit, but no, I'm I'm with you. You're in the you're in the inside of your Animal Crossing yeah. hut. You're you're and- decorating, and you get a gift. I had pixel designs that you could create your own uh, art for uh, your walls. Yeah. And so I had these pixel designs. I got the code, the, 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 like the hex code for online of the Mars Volta record covers made in pixel art. Really cool. And so I put those on my wall and I started putting everything on my wall and there was too many records on my wall and it was overbearing. So I will say, be hesitant to double up. It might be too many records. Right. Well, the thing that's is, my only thing. I hear you, but it's a long wall. Okay, so there's more wall that's not record. Yeah, you can't have the whole wall be records. Is what I'm trying no, to say. No, and also it's unless only, unless it's all records. It's not all records, but it's also it's only two rows of records yeah. going horizontally across across the wall. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it'll look good. It's it's starting to come together. It is a bit of a weird sensation to be moving again after yeah. several years of not moving and i have to say that although i'm very pleased with the situation that i find myself in 
if mm-hmm. if in the future between moving and not moving just I, say it blows is, chunks this is confirmed that <laughs> i prefer not moving yeah just you know just say it blows chunks it blows chunks, it blows chunks. yeah it blows, blows chunks. chunks i also never like moving that's why despite well now moving is like impossible when you're single because they require so much upon moving right and so it's just not doable. It's more tenable to just stay here and uh, bear whatever rent increase happens each year. Yeah. But um, I'm proud of you. Thank and you. your move. Almost a stealthy move. Because you didn't ask me to help, and I appreciate that. Because I would help if you would have asked, but you didn't. So it's too late. It's too late to ask. Well, I don't know if it's too late. Ah, it's too, I mean, y'all are done. It's too late. No, we're not. I'm not done. I just haven't moved any of the big stuff. Ah, that's shit. <laughs> but, well, okay. but but the good thing for you is there's really only two things there's the well maybe yeah what i mean like the couch the couch there's bed a frame there's a dresser the bed frame breaks down that's yeah. not yeah i mean that'll come apart uh huge huge news i bought a dresser did you now yeah i did I wow this was a big this was a big deal I ended up going with something just cheap from Ikea, though. You're not cheap, like a middle-of-the-road one, because yeah. I couldn't find a vintage one. I kept shopping for weeks and months. Since I got back from the from my, my parents' house, I've been looking yeah. for vintage dressers to buy, and I couldn't find one that I like, or when I see one, it gets sold out from under me before I can get to it. Uh-huh. So I was like, I just want my shit out of my closet. Let's, let's unhang these T-shirts, finally, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's unhang them. Yeah. So I just bought a nice little thing that matches the the platform frame that I have for my bed. Good for you. This is topic, you you know. You know, this is a show everyone comes to for life advice and cool shit like that. And my name is Bo. Feng Shui Suicida. Yeah. Uh, And my my name is Mike. And the name of the show is Tope Suicida. Wrestling can be. I actually did a little bit better than I thought I was going to on that. Yeah, what, like, like I think I said, Mike is a sick boy. He's a little sick boy. Yeah, it's really annoying. You know, it's not uh, finding that we're not immortal is one of the least favorite things on my to do list. You know, finding an ailment within myself. Yeah, I don't like it. Like not an ailment, an ill, an illness. Let's do that. <laughs> Not yeah. an illness, but not, uh... well, yeah, like a like a, like an imperfection. What are we, a fault? Shit, oh, like a flaw, fuck. Okay. a character flaw. That's a good one. That's what it is. It's a flaw. An imperfection. Your immune system is I'm flawed. not perfect. Shit. I um, it's all your fault. I was thinking that you know I it can't I, be. There was like three weeks between my sickness and you getting sick. I, there, can't. Was, I didn't do it. You know, here, here's the thing. Blame your dad. Don't blame me. You're right. You didn't. Um, oh, actually, since we you brought it up, oh. let's, let's, find out, let's find out what's up with that. It's a What's up with uh? What's up with what's up with dad, Mike? Out of the blue, of course, as they all are. <laughs> you're not. I mean, you love the guy, but you're not keeping constant got a cool message. Up. Got a cool message from dad. Yeah. Um, just out of, sort of, <clears throat> out of the blue. Yeah. Out of the blue. <laughs> oh, he offered to pay. He, he did something really nice. He offered <laughs> to pay for, uh-huh. uh, my, any repairs I would have to do on my truck because I told him okay. that I had, I had put the winch, new windshield wiper motor in myself and he was, 
happy but also worried. He was like, are you, do you need money? Because that's what he thought was going on. And I was like, no, I just wanted to be able to use my truck a week sooner than if I had had to take it to my mechanic. And I'm just going to have him check my work and make sure that it. Hey, dad, by the time you're dead, all the mechanics will be dead, too. So I need to know how to do this. I need to know how to do it. So I can drive in the Badlands. (laughs) So I tell him, look, I don't I don't need it. I'm doing fine. I'd rather you spend that money on you and and be be comfortable. And then he responds, by the way, Michael, are you having any luck with your hair? Mike, you just read that in all caps. Your mom said I was turning gray and losing it at 32. So it's probably from me. Although your Uncle Tommy is bald, it might Fuck be from Uncle him. Fuck Uncle Tommy. Fucking Uncle Tommy. It's not me. It's not me, the one that's half your jeans. Oh, no, it's your fucking Uncle Tommy again. So anyway, there it. we go. It could be, Ruins it could every be holiday. Uncle Tom. Could be Uncle Tom. <laughs> Um, that, that, that passed that down could be dad, you know, it's, it's, it's unclear, it's but what we, what we do know is that dad is still concerned we uh, do about, know is... about, about how you one can already see my white head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It could be your dad, could be your uncle. What, the only facts we do know is one had sex with your mom. So we're sure it's probably that one. It's probably that one, but it could be your uncle. So you never know, you know, genetics are weird the way that genetics work. You know, sometimes you get something with a, from an uncle on your mom's side. I don't know. Sometimes sperm swims, period, you know? Okay. That's the end of the show. We'll talk to you next week. Mo, mo, motile. That's what they call it when it swims. Motile. Not mobile? No, motile. What? Sperm. Motile. Modal. I don't know how Did you, you learn say all it. this? Did you learn all yeah, this? Yeah, I got my the, result yeah. back and it was like zero modal. Modal sperm. They, they can't. They just can't swim. They're just like <laughs> dead. <laughs> there. So it's it, it, in theory there could have there could have been some that were that were just playing possum that had made it uh, that had made it out and that had you, you know how like when you're uh, uh, you're trying to avoid getting like attacked by a grizzly bear or something. You just play dead. A daily, yeah, a daily thing. Yeah. You know, it could be that they were playing dead. Yeah, so it's possible. But w- what we do know is that they this weren't floating. They weren't making a break. <laughs> they weren't making a break for it at the time that the lab was looking for them. No, they're floating. They're floating. If you if swimming. you could see Bo's just doing this like stagnant thing with his hand, with his, like a swan hand, <laughs> so like stupid. a shame, like a shameful. Like a shameful swan. Just floating at the top of vaginal juices, I guess. Just, <laughs> just dead. They don't, just they're not float, just float. He's just floating. I just couldn't make it to the egg. Look. Just couldn't, couldn't get there. Not all. It's not, not his that's deal. That's something you got to learn early in life is that not, you know, not all the sperm are going to make it. That's right. That's, that's the thing you learn in health class, and we want you to stay in school. Okay. Yeah, definitely stay in school. It's really good. So, <laughs> School's super good. <laughs> oh, oh boy! So I got a surprise for for, for Mike today. Mm. Uh, we'll get to it. You've seen it on the on the episode title, so you know Mike doesn't know how. What a what a reward! What a reward for the listener to know and for you not to know. You know, it, it's fun. Frankly, I've, we should almost do this every time. I'm having the time of my life. Did you watch Dynamite? I did. Did you know that the Mark Briscoe match helps Dynamite finally break a million viewers again? Oh, good. Since like October. 
Cool. That match ruled. It did. Fucking Mark. Mark. Briscoe out there doing his thing. Yep. Jay Lethal's barely hanging together, crying as he should, obviously, at the beginning of the match. But Mark's like, I'm sad, too, but I'm ready to whoop your ass, Jay. And then they got the hug, and then the kung fu happened. Good match. It's quite a bit of redneck kung fu in that. Quite a bit. Quite yeah. a bit. Um, there was the, the, the froggy bow off the top oh rope. God, to the out to the elbow through the table. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, woof. Just a big woof. Ouch. But cool. (laughs) Very cool. I love that match. You know what else I watched? Uh, Rampage? No, I haven't yet, actually. That's that's, that's for later. Oh, okay. I have not watched that yet. Was it okay? Yeah, it's fine. They've been pretty pretty good. So it's an hour. That's how I view Rampage. It's like it's either good or it's an hour. And it's not never really awful. Yeah. Not lately, anyway. It's an hour. But you know it was five or six hours yesterday? Uh, oh, God. No, the, was it the Royal Rumble? Woo! Watch out! The Royal Rumble, baby! The Royal Rumble. Oh, I watched it. I watched it, Mike. Yeah. It was long. I didn't watch the pre-show. Sure. No, sir. No, no, no. It no, starts yeah. at four. Don't, you can't fool me. You can't kid a kidder. I know it starts at five. Don't fool, you can't fool me. Nah. Not, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not sitting there an hour commentary with Booker T and, and, and the King Lawler and then four other marks. I'm not listening to it. I'm not doing it. That internet. Uh, Shawn uh, Michaels got, out there in a big dumb baseball cap. Yeah. He's, he's just like, he's looking at everyone, but one eye is kind of looking because he got punched in the head by Kane or some shit. <laughs> However that happened. So I watched it. Okay? I watched it. The men's rumble. At one point, there was so much beef in the ring, Mike. Yeah. yeah. It was because you know the rumbles, they kind of go in segments. Like there's like three three segments, basically. Yeah. And this was the big beef middle segment. Right. When Brock Lesnar came out and started pushing everyone out and getting all the small people out of the ring. He killed them all. Yeah. I sent you find that Marco Polo. It's very good. It's near the beginning. And because uh, it's he's just for his whole between his enter the ring timer and the next timer, he's throwing people around <laughs> the whole time. That's great. And then all that's left is just a bunch of beef houses. Right. It's like these huge, larger than life, big, big, huge stacks of pancakes. basically. Right. Like pro wrestling. And it was. Yeah. And it was like, this is a golden era kind of physicality looking thing happening. Right yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Seamus was in there. Karrion Cross was in there. Bobby Lashley was in there. Brock was in there. Uh-huh. Otis showed up. He's so big. Yeah, there's some beef there. <laughs> um, and it was fun, but I was really surprised actually by the women's rumble. The women's rumble was very good. And the winner of both. You want me to tell you that? Yeah, Piper tell, Niven tell, came me, out. tell me who, who's going to win. Piper Niven came out. Dude drops dead. That name's gone. Piper no Niven shit. Again. Yeah, that was cool. She started slinging, slinging ladies around. That was awesome. Thank God. And, and I think Cor- Corey Graves says, you know what she do? She do drop those ladies. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> Mike is shaking his head back and forth. He's amused. He's got a grin. He's happy that I enjoyed Corey Graves' silly commentary. But he also hates that I enjoyed Corey Graves' silly commentary. <laughs> And the screen is locked on a very fun. I'll pick it up. Hold on. Oh, shit. It, it corrected itself. Oh, man. God. 
So when Oscar showed up, the fucking roof exploded. She's been, I guess she's been gone because we don't watch the product. We don't know. Right. But she came back in like this demon mask. Like, you know, the Japanese uh, demon with like the all white face and then huge mustache and huge eyelashes. Sure. Hanging down. She had, it was, she came out wearing that and it fucking ruled. And, uh, and she had awesome face paint. When uh, Becky Lynch came out, the, the fucking uh, roof blew off as well. But uh, who won? Who won? Who won? Cody Rhodes, Mike. Oh, really? Returned. Uh-huh. And I love my Cody Rhodes. I need my Cody Rhodes. And I miss my Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes won the Rumble. Okay. Good job, Cody Rhodes. Congratulations, Cody. You have a date with Destiny, and that Destiny is Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, son or other. And then... Yeah. Women's Rumble uh-huh. winner was Rhea Ripley won the Women's Rumble. And I also sent you that, Marco. I'll have to find them for you and tell you which ones to watch. Because the ending sequence of that one was excellent. Uh-huh. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You can, you can find it. Mike, in between the two Rumbles, there was a match. That, okay. That's really what I want to talk about. Oh, okay. That match was the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. The Mountain Dew Pitch Black? match or the pitch black match brought to you by mountain dew pitch black okay and it was bray wyatt in his first i think his first or maybe second wrestling match since cryptically coming back five months ago versus la knight <laughs> and la knight's extremely over since he got his name his nxt name back yeah to like five months he's he's blown up and he's very over now and it's it's got event season he's probably like oh L.A. Knight's over because he's mad that Max Dupree didn't get over. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so this match, what made it pitch black is it was all black lights. And Bray had like crazy black light makeup on and red eyes and vampire teeth and makeup all over his arms. He looked fucking shithouse. Yeah. And then like they did some thing into the announce table that had like this yellow confetti exploded everywhere. And it was all yellow and neon yellow and shit and the black light. Yeah, it was weird and it was it fucking sucked. It sucked so bad. (laughs) So shitty. Here's I have a tweet for you. I have a tweet for you that I want you to read. Yeah, I'll send it to you on Slack here. Um, That sums up. So what you're telling me is it was no Cracker Barrel challenge. No, it wasn't. What a shame. It had some elements to it, some brutality, but. So you have to go to click open this tweet on Slack because it's two tweets. Okay. Um, and I kind of agree. I agree with this take on Bray Wyatt, even though I do love how creative he is. I always this is from Trevor Dame, who's a great follow on Twitter. Uh, Dave Foley is his avatar. I always say Bray Wyatt is a ten out of ten talent on presentation and like a two out of ten on substance. This always happens. A Bray Wyatt program is like the most extravagantly wrapped present, and when you open the box, it's a My Chemical Romance snap bracelet, and the rest (laughs) is packing peanuts. (laughs) It's always eight weeks of moody vignettes and people going, oh, the rich nuance, and then it builds (laughs) to a match where it's like, this is a demon (laughs) dirt match. The goal of the match is to make the other person (laughs) eat a cup of dirt. The dirt is haunted. <laughs> so, like, I feel like the only time it's really paid off is the scene, the John Cena theatrical one, the yeah. Funhouse match yeah. from 
three three WrestleManias or so ago. Yeah. Everything everything else has been like a centipede that someone used like <laughs> a like a like, a, like an A V room projector to, <laughs> to, to to like cast on the on the ring. Skulls dirt. So like I love the guy. I think you're great. You're great. You're great. I know Bo, your brother Bo, helped you out uh, as as Ho- Uncle Howdy or whatever, doing a really killer elbow drop onto LA Knight from the top of some huge scaffolding. But it's cornball. <laughs> I think Tony Khan dodged a fucking bullet. I think he dodged a bullet and that's signing Bray. I love you. I love the family you're from, Bray, but boy, oh boy, it's goofy. All I got to say is anytime your match is a pitch for a new soft drink, it is almost certainly going to fail. Hey, baby, if they got a sugar-free version of that, which I'm sure they do, I'm going to try it. Yeah, we know that you will. We know you will. I Because here's what's cool about Mountain Dew, everyone. I'm 39 years old, and I don't want a Mountain Dew because it's filled with sugar. But they've been releasing all these new flavors with the zero sugar option, and it's blowing my mind. It's cool, and I'm a cool cat. Uh-huh. I'm high as shit, if you can tell. Yeah, I can. I can. I, can. Uh, I told I you. I saluted <laughs> by my co-host just now. <laughs> I told you I got a lot of good I got a good wow, show Wow, yeah, you clearly did. You clearly got uh, your money's worth down there, my friend. Should, uh, um, should Baxter? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. 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 The way, when it goes up, it changes it, right? It changes it. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut that. Yeah. People don't need to know the secrets, the secret sauce. I have two more talking points before we get to the actual show. Okay. And before I reveal to you the match we're watching. Right. So, because uh, I want, I want these topics, these are robust topics. I just want you to know today I discovered that I think lemon-flavored candy is my favorite. Okay. Discuss what thoughts on this. I mean, I think there's a wide range of lemon flavored candy. Like mm-hmm. we're both, I think we've talked about this. We're both team Lemonhead. Yeah. Lemon, yeah, definitely. It's hard as we get older. Cause we know your teeth are like a, a frail piece of like sheet wood. Yeah. So like lemon heads are probably dangerous for you these days. My teeth are basically made of Kleenex at this point. <laughs> yeah. Gro- yeah. You know, growing up in the, in the, the late 80s early 90s and eating my you know basically my body weight in candy every week medford or medford or eugene medford, Where yeah was medford does medford have fluoride in their water i have no idea i feel like they're a place that wouldn't have fluoride in their water for some reason so like maybe that's because i'm of the same uh age group of you a little few years older but we had fluoride in the texas water uh-huh. There was no yeah, so maybe my teeth were were very strong and that helped of the fluoride. Teeth. Yeah, yeah, I would say no, there was no fluoride in the water because at the dentist I had to sit in that with the fluoride tray in my mouth every 6 months before they tasted good. Like we had the old Oh, shit yeah, they, they were good. awful. They were like this is cherry and I was like, yeah, right. This is plastic. <laughs> it tastes like, like plastic. This is, this is not good. Also, wasn't it weird that they decided that we were going to flavor the local anesthetic that you would get before they gave you the Novocaine shot? They're like, this is cherry-flavored local anesthetic. And you were like, kind of. I can't, oh, I can't feel my throat. And then they were like, okay, hold still. It is, it is weird because just flavorless would be the ideal scenario, I would say. 
Just let it ha- let the drug happen. Let the drug happen. You know? I don't need to taste it. I don't need to taste it before it happens. It's not what I'm here for at this dentist. Come on, we know what you're about to do. You're about to take a drill into my tooth bone. Just do it. Do it quickly, efficiently, and flavorless. Ugh. So that's the lemon candy. That's off the that's off the list. <laughs> that talking point. I said I had a good show for you. On Friday night, on a whim. I'm on Twitter at like 5, 6 p.m. I see friend of the show, Chris Gatami, who I've mentioned multiple times on the show. Yeah. Also who we ran into. Right. At at uh, AEW. He put a tweet. I'm so excited to finally see my first Indian movie in theaters. Hashtag. Uh, let me see if I can say it right. Pathan. 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 P-A-T-H-A-A-N. And that's the name of the movie. I was like, well, that's Chris. I like Chris. What I like what Chris likes. Let's look that up. And I looked it up and it is an action. It was an action Bollywood movie. And I said, here, no, I need to hear no more. <laughs> is it playing in my theater? And it was 1015, the only showing. And you know what was the only other thing as well? Me, the only white guy in the entire theater. Beautiful. And it was awesome. It was just me and, and just, it's, I, there's a smaller theater, so it was probably probably 30 people total in there cool and just me the sole white dude and and it was it had an intermission like most bollywood movies do and and the the woman next to me all her friends her her girlfriends were there they're laughing and giggling getting getting inside jokes that i didn't get getting character like reveals that i had no connection to and she one of her the next me looks over is like so do you speak hindi is like no i don't speak a lick of hindi and i'm very i'm on edibles as hell right yeah right yeah yeah (laughs) You've so I think my eyes are yeah. probably blood red. Yeah. I was talking to her. I got a big old grin. It's like, nope, I don't speak Hindi at all. She's like my age as well. And she's like, oh, yeah, we all speak Hindi. We're, we're Taiwanese, but we, we, we lived in, in India when we were kids. So they're like all sisters or friends that they're all here now. That's all I know. And uh, it's like, well, how do you like the movie? It's like, I think this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Because it was an action Bollywood movie. Yeah. It wasn't an action movie from India. It had all the kitsch that you expect from a Bollywood movie. The singing and the dancing. There was two musical numbers in this action movie. Neat. One in the fucking middle of the movie when I was high as a kite, Mike. <laughs> and I was sitting there like breathing heavy, surrounded by all these beautiful people that I don't understand their culture very well. Yeah. And I'm loving this, but my high brain is like, what are they thinking? This little white guy is thinking, because can they see my grin? Because it's huge. And this music is so loud. (laughs) And yet still somehow your breathing is louder. And this musical number was like four minutes. (laughs) And what I'm thinking in my head, that's making me about to blow up with laughter. It's like, I can't wait to tell Mike about this on the show. And then I'm thinking about your reaction to how loud this fucking music is. <laughs> and I really want you and Stacy to go see it. Just blazed out of your it, mind. Yeah, no, it when, sounds great. Whenever the villain would show up. So, uh, so Patham, that's his name. He's the main hero, right? Uh-huh. It, this is movie three in like a series of these... Um, the spy, the spy series. They're all connected. Uh. There's a spy that showed up with a scarf named Tiger. He's got two movies previously. And he, they beat up some dudes on a train and it fucking ruled. But whenever the evil bad guy Jim, his is code name Jim, would show up, this loud-ass music would go, oh, 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 oh. 
and Mike, it was so loud. And I'm fucking, I'm high out of my mind, like, Yeah, you've become a part of your chair. So you you are now in the experience. And you're going to be too, because here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little short break. And you're going to watch the trailer because I found it for you. Oh, okay. And I tell you this because I watched the trailer for the first time an hour ago. The trailer has that musical number in it. It's not as loud. It's kind of in the background because the trailer is very misleading. The trailer makes it seem like you're going to see Mission Impossible. But you're no, you're going to see a Bollywood fucking action movie when you actually sit down in the theater. And it's... It's a misdirect, and hey, you know what? I loved it. Go see it. I think it's the first, I think it's one of the first largely released Indian movie with a, with a Hindi language, with English subtitles in the country, I believe. So, pretty cool. Well, let's take a look at this trailer then. I'm dying to see it. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay, so that's, that's Patan. Um, I can't again, if believe I'm pronouncing it. you were high when you saw that. <laughs> again, if I pronounce, I, I took those two edibles, right? The hundred milligrams. And this is the highest they've ever gotten me. And I think because I was in such of a, a, a out of my comfort, I was comfortable, but it's still an out of my comfort zone situation. Yeah. Um, I've once been in the situation where I'm just completely counterculture to what's happening within. <laughs> and that was when me and my buddy, Nick, at least he was with me. Went to see the kings, of, the kings of comedy, right? And we were the only two white guys among a sea of black people in downtown Vancouver, and yeah. it was just—it's the best experience. It's I, I, rec- I recommend if you can see a foreign flick, Kings of Comedy. It's not foreign, but you understand. Not even close. <laughs> if you can see a foreign flick with an audience of that culture, it amplifies it. Uh, and uh, it, it was really exciting. After the movie, they asked me, did you enjoy it? I said, I enjoyed the whole thing. I stayed through the second musical number at the end. Yeah, I thought it would be inappropriate. You know, if I got up, it would be inappropriate. Right, so no, there. you want to, yeah, you want to stay. And then they got to the post credit scene with Tiger and Batan talking to each other, and they start naming up these, like, like inside jokes that I don't understand. I don't understand because I need to go watch the three movies prior. Yeah. In the spy universe. We should find out what those are. I have already looked them up, but I can't, they're not streaming anywhere, so we might have to get up on a, a ship and go out to the sea and see what we can find. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to go see what they're showing at Pirate Mania this year. Yeah. See, see what's out there. That's my talking points. Well, look at that. You did so good. Thank you. Wow. I'm, I'm so impressed and so proud of you that I've decided to reward you with a very special question. Now it's time to say who you really like Who do you think is the neatest tights Who would you pay to see pretend to fight Who's your favorite, who's your favorite, who's your favorite wrestler Who's your favorite wrestler? It's a good question I told you I watched Royal Rumble Yeah The main event of Royal Rumble Was not the culmination But a continuation of an ongoing story For like the last two years Of Roman Reigns Being the leader The tribal chief Okay Yeah and of the Usos and their little brother, because they're all related, right? And so they're, they're the bloodline. And Sami Zayn has become their friend. Right. He has become an honorary Us, an honorary brother. And he's created a bond, especially with Jay Uso of the Usos. Jay Uso used to think he was a fool, okay? 
and they would get in fights and barbs and matches in their, when they were teaming together. But over time, Jay learned that, no, Sami Zayn does love us, y'all. He loves the family. Mm. He loves the bloodline. He should be an honorary Oos. And then he was. And then this match between Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns happened last night at Royal Rumble. And, and it's like, who's Sammy's allegiance to? Because Kevin Owens is his best friend. Right. But these are his new brothers. And something happened at the end of the match. Kevin Owens got handcuffed to the ropes. This might have been after the match. Again, had a good night last night. And Roman Reigns is beating the fuck out of Kevin Owens. And the fans are like, no, this is awful. It's horrible. Right. And Sammy steps in between and says, stop it. You're hurting him. It's too much. Yeah. And I want to show you two tweets of what happens next. Okay. If you want to sync up, these links again are on at Tope Suicida Pod on Twitter. Uh, I'll have these clips retweeted and whatnot uh, that Mike's going to see here in a second. So we'll, he's going to watch the two clips because they're about a minute or so total. Okay, here we go. So we got <clears throat> a tweet here from uh, at heel Will Mahoney. Thank you, Will Mahoney. The part where Roman Reigns is pie-facing and screaming at Sami Zayn is the moment that starts to break Jay Uso, flashing back to all the abuse and trauma Jay suffered in the early rise of the tribal chief, just one of many callbacks last night. Pro wrestling, baby. Here we go. Uh-huh. There's a pie face. Another one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Crowd. Yeah, the crowd is di- is dying for this chair shot. The crowd loves it. That's Jay. Jay with the short hair. Uh-huh. Okay, there's more. Uh-huh, and then there's a super kick. Okay, that was part one. Here's part two. The storytelling in this moment is beautifully tragic. Sammy attempts to save the few ashes left of his friendship with Owens by betraying Roman Reigns, while Jay Uso realized he's lost respect for his tribal chief. Best story in a decade. I didn't expect you to read all the hyperbole, <laughs> but he did, so it's too late. Okay. Jimmy. J- J- Jimmy. Jimmy's pounding on Sammy. Okay. Oh, Jay just leaves. Mm-mm. No good. That's, I can't. I can't do it, he says. He powders. Can't do it. Yeah. It's good shit. You hear that? Hear that fucking audience? Yeah, that's some good shit. Jay winning awards for acting awards. You know, it's real to him because it's his brother, Sammy Oos. It's his brother, and Sammy Zayn's my favorite wrestler. Wow, <laughs> you couldn't guess. I you think it would be Jay, but no, Sammy Zayn's my favorite wrestler. Okay, because he's the whole linchpin to the whole thing, right? Of, and even even me just not watching wrestling and showing up to this storyline cold last night this was fucking captivating as hell right it helped because the audience was super into it and kind of led my direction of how i felt okay but like it was fucking cool it was fun um say what you will about roman in the ring but early on in the match it was kind of like just a roman match but near the end it really picked up and it was it was good it was solid yeah well at least he's wrestling without a shirt on now and he's got all those he's got the cool the cool like uh necklace beads and stuff yeah and like, there's all all the beads were strewn because they don't really get bloody in WWE's. But all those beads, the necklace beads everywhere on the ring, looked pretty cool. Yeah, as Sammy laid out, cool. dead. Good pick. 
Who's your favorite wrestler? My favorite wrestler is easy. It's it's Mark Briscoe. Yeah, yeah. It was I figured too, you were gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, man. It's just too. It was like, it was too good. The J Driller to end the match was too good. The the video package, boy, I was a mess. The the at the early on in the show where they showed the 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 just him dancing with his little girls. Like God, yeah. fucking. Well, the world sucks sometimes. It's cruel. Cruel world sometimes. Stacy too. Stacy was getting emotional watching that, and mm-hmm. Stacy has absolutely no idea who the Briscoes are. So like, right, you know that tells you that yeah. tells you something. Yeah. So good pick. Very good pick. I, right. That whole dynamite was stacked, and and to make that, I like that Tony was like, no, this is going to be the main event. This is what yeah. we're putting on last. Yeah, let's you know? get some redneck kung fu in that, in that <laughs> so good. fucking main event spot. Really good. Really good stuff. Great match. Uh, okay, well, I have one more question for you, and then you have to tell me what the show's about. Okay. I have two shit houses for you. Okay, I only have one for you. Let's do yours first, okay. if you don't mind. No problem. So what I'm sending you is um, not the logline for uh, a surrealist comedy. This apparently is an actual thing that happened, and it is now being sent to you on Slack. Here we have a headline at uh, NBCNews.com. By Minnie Von Burke. Headline, girl, 13, leads Nebraska troopers on a 100 miles per hour chase with boy, 11, in the passenger seat, officials say. A 13-year-old girl led Nebraska troopers on a high-speed chase for nearly 20 minutes before authorities were able to stop the vehicle and take her and the 11-year-old passenger into custody, Nebraska State State Patrol said. Troopers spotted the Nissan Pathfinder on Monday night traveling around 35 miles per hour on Interstate 80 near Kentucky or Kearney and attempted a traffic stop, a news release said. The spokesperson said the vehicle was traveling out of the posted minimum speed limit, which prompted the stop. <laughs> so just a car, just car cruising. The teen driver accelerated and fled troopers. Just doing quote, 35 on the freeway, and then they were like, oh, I guess we oh, need shit. to go faster. Quote, at a high rate of speed, according to the release, reaching speeds exceeding 100 miles per hour. They were hauling. The little tiny little foot was on the gas. They can't even put that much pressure to get that I don't that know. Down. I don't know. Well, that's a tall 13-year-old. That's all I'm saying. Authorities use stop sticks to slow the vehicle. The teen is alleged to have exiled, uh, exited the interstate by continued at a slower speed. Quote, a short time later, the trooper was able to successfully perform a tra- tactical vehicle intervention to bring the vehicle to a stop, the Nebraska Patrol said. Um, it was a 16 minute chase, 16 minutes. Um, is there anything else in here that I need to read? That's, oh, uh, they were both taken into custody. Troopers searched the vehicle and found a firearm <laughs> and a small no. amount of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. <laughs> oh, that concerns me. Cause you know, that six year old shot his teacher recently. Did you hear about that? Yeah, Some I heard about news? that. Ugh, ugh. But, um, well, the the gun sucks, but the rest of it very shit house. Anyway, so I think I think this is clearly a case of the Skug's life. You know, you don't choose it; the Skug's life chooses you. Yeah, yeah. And do you think the eleven-year-old boy was a Skug yet, or was the thirteen-year-old girl the Skug and trying to get him in? Well, if if the uh, if the piece here is to be believed, it would seem that the. 
that the concealed firearm belongs to the 11 year old passenger. So uh, he was the one that was cited for carrying a concealed weapon and uh, the possession of the drug paraphernalia. So I would say that the Skug's life had already chosen him. Okay. Which, you know, just goes to show you that even in Nebraska, the Skug's life can choose you. So my next question is, I don't know what a Skug is. I've never heard that. Is that a is that a Medford thing? That's no, that's from feels uh, like a greater Idaho thing. No, that's from uh, Hunt Hunt for the Wilder People, uh, Taika Waititi's. One uh, of the two I haven't seen. Oh, you haven't seen that movie? That yeah, that actually I don't think have I seen Boy. I don't think I've seen Boy either. You, have you seen any of his movies? You know, come to think of it, I got I've got I got the little Nazi kid one on my queue for the longest time. I never watched it. Well, though. that one is very sad. I know it's very. That's why I never watched it. I knew it's it was very, very sad. sad. The boy, I'll go. I'll go watch the. I'll go watch the and other wilder ones. people are not sad in that way. Sam Sam Neil can't be sad. I'll go watch Sam Neil. Hunt for the Wilder People is one of my favorite. One of my five favorite comedies. I would say. I will check it out. There won't be a joke. I don't like uh, like fucking the other Sam Neill sh- shit. <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> the piano. I love that Sam Neill's involved in both. You know, it's, he can't pick a more poetic. God like, damn it! Cut down than that. So anyway, was this shit house? Yeah, it was shit house. Okay. The chase was shit house. Okay, so I have two things. One I saw today that got me really excited. So, have you heard about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I'm aware of them, yeah. They got into some ooze, I believe. Yes, and you're aware of my love for the turtles. Right. And how, I'm not currently, but I have read most of their newest run of comics that they keep producing. Okay. And then their original creators created the Last Ronin six-issue short series. Uh Uh-huh. And what it, it was like over the last three years, and it ended finally. What it, it takes place in the future, and there's only one turtle left alive, and you don't know who it is, and he talks to his brothers as ghosts. So he talks to them because they're all dead. It's the future. Just only one brother left, but you don't know who it is until the end of the first issue. Right. I can spoil it for you, or I can leave it a mystery. I won't, you have to give me the word. Do you want okay, me to spoil yeah, it? Yeah, no, the, the lead, I mean, cl- clearly it's Raph. It's Michelangelo. Oh, and he's super Mikey. sad. Uh, it's super sad. Uh, um, and so it goes through a six part series, which I haven't finished. I've only read the first three. But now, uh, uh, Eastman, I think, one of the co creators of Turtles, is writing uh, The Last Ronin Lost Chapters or whatever that's coming out. And there's four brand new turtle kids getting raised by April O'Neil and her daughter. April O'Neil's much older because it's the future. I don't know if Mikey is there because, again, I don't know if he dies at the end of Last Ronin or not. Yeah. Um, all I know is there's four new turtles, Mike. Wow. They're brothers and sisters, but they're very gender neutral, so I do not know who who, who is what and what is who. Right. But yeah, I do have their well. names and what they look like. Oh, okay. So let me send you this photo, this article from Games Radar. Okay. Meet the new Ninja Turtles. Uh, who will replace Leo, Raph, Donnie, and Mikey. So scroll down to the green background with the, the sketch. Of yeah, the okay. Cool. So you, I got those in front of you? I got So em. their names are Yi, Odin, Moja, and Uno. Now, later on in the article, they ask, are these names significant? Like the, the, the Renaissance artist 
names of the original turtles. They said, we'll talk about that in the issues. So who knows? But let's, they don't say who's who here yeah. in this image. I want you to guess who's who. Okay. And also predict which one might be a woman turtle and which one might be a man turtle. Wow. Uh, so who is, who is, who is Odin? Odin is the shithouse. Odin is the shithouse. You are correct. Okay. Is Odin a boy or a girl? Boy? I think so, too. I think just by the cliché-ness of the giant character, I'm going to say it's probably... Odin's probably There's a also, boy. I feel like, yeah, there's, like, masculine features on this turtle. Yes, there are. Who is Yi? Yi is on the far left, the smallest turtle. Yi is on the far left. You're fucking killing it. <laughs> is Yi a woman or a man turtle? <laughs> woman turtle. I think Yi's a woman turtle as well. All right, who is Uno? This is, yeah, the illumination happening yeah, here. I, I, should have, I should have waited to reveal is what I should have done. Uno is on the... Well, now I'm second-guessing myself. Don't second-guess yourself. Uh, Uno is the center right. Uno is the far oh, right. Oh, no! And God. also in the comic book panel, Uno kind of makes a fat joke towards Odin. So maybe Uno is also very far right. Uno, I, I almost switched it to that because because Uno on the far right looks like very androgynous. Right. Damn. Is Uno a man or a woman turtle? I bet that it's like it's like uh, ambiguous. But I don't it, think the turtle show will do that. So I think Uno is a woman. Me too. And last we have Moja. Moja, the little dude, not the smallest. I think Mojo's my favorite. I think Mojo's a boy as well. And here's the thing that I think is happening with these these turtles. I think the women are normal-ass turtles. And these grungy dudes in the middle, they are snapping turtles. Look at their faces and look oh, at their fingers are different. Right. Their fingers are different yeah, than the other guys' yeah, yeah, gals yeah, fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. Because all in the turtles' lore, we only had Slash, or by the movie's lore, uh, Razor. Or Toka was the turtle that was a snapping turtle. But this, uh, yeah, very fun. There's one more comic panel on there. You don't have to read it or look, or you can look at it. But oh, they're yeah. babies, they're kids. Oh, that's cool. where the that's where the fat joke happens. You know, it's just it's 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 sibling rivalry. You know, wow, some new turtles for a new generation. Uh, yeah, I think that they're shit house. They look cool to oh, me. My next question. Mm. I think they're shithouse as well. Uh, they're apparently all going to use the we same weapons. Who uses what, do you think? Why don't, I don't know. Oh. Who uses the bow staff? I bet Uno uses the bow staff. Yeah, I think so too. I bet Yi uses the size. Psy, okay. I think Moja uses the katanas. Okay. And Odin uses the nunchucks. I think Odin uses the fucking... I think this big boy is a party animal. Yeah, I think so, too. Because in the comic panel, he's talking about he always likes to eat. Because, again, we're just being cliches here. C come on, Eastman. 
But yeah, I think I think uh, the nunchucks are definitely on that big old boy because I think that's a fuck. I think they're fucking shit house nunchucks too. Yeah, like big old like thick PVC yeah, pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thick handles. Yeah, like so I'm excited. Can, like made of old canisters of ooze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll definitely uh, I probably want I'm probably gonna watch this uh, or not watch this read this. And if they have figures, maybe I'll buy them. You don't know. I'm buying. I'm buying things. I mean, you're always buying figures. So so do they look? And have the identity of maybe shithouse, these new turtles. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it seems fun. Seems like a cool you know, a cool direction to go in with uh, April uh, being this mentor figure, the the new Splinter, the new non rat Splinter. Yeah, and then her daughter is there to be the new her to these turtles, basically. Right. Very, very cool. fun stuff. Shit out. So the next the next one's going to stay within comic book lore, but it's a, a Twitter thread that... Do you remember I gave you one shit house a long time ago about the Harley Quinn comic or TV show about season three and how they had to change a line about Batman going down on Catwoman? Yeah, right. Because Batman, Batman, Batman doesn't would do never... That. Yeah, Batman he doesn't, doesn't do that. Yeah, he doesn't do that. So this, this uh, uh, person on uh, internet culture has a list from last year on Twitter of which Batman's do and do not perform cunnilingus. And I want you to read all these tweets. All right. This to is our audience. Scarlet wit. Every Batman that does or does not eat pussy a thread. Okay. And then we have uh, Batman and Catwoman facing off from Batman returns. Okay, here we go. Adam West, 1966. Absolutely zero way. He wasn't shoulders deep in it. Yeah. Pussy. Pussy, that is. Michael Keaton, 1989. You know what they say. If Batman is played by Keaton, you best be sure he's eaten. And then pussy in parentheses. <laughs> clarify what it is. Pussy. Val Kilmer, 1995. Why would you put nipples on him if he wasn't going to go downtown on a nice lady? That's a, I mean, that's fair. Good point. That's a Good fair point. point. George Clooney, 1997. Obviously. This suit also had nipples, but that's <laughs> not the point. The point is that there is absolutely zero way that George Clooney made it through the 90s without eating pussy. That's ridiculous. Stop saying that. Yeah. Another fair point. And the nipples on the Clooney suit are really something. I, they, they're symmetrical with the cape clasps, and I don't like that. First time I'm seeing that, it's like he has nipples on his on his collarbones. Now. Sort of collarbone nipples, really. <laughs> Christian Bale, 2005. I think Christian Bale Bateman really wanted to go down on both iterations of Rachel Dawes. That's Katie Holmes and Maggie Gyllenhaal. But it was honestly too complicated what with Harvey Dent constantly <laughs> up in that skirt. In this photo, you can see he's frustrated. True. <laughs> Ben Affleck, 2016. Obviously, Batfleck was too busy thinking about his mom, Martha, to properly give a vagina the attention, yeah. care, and focus it deserves. Yep. True. Yep. Will Arnett, 2017. <laughs> this is a children's movie. We're not going to speculate on that. Unrelated, Will Arnett's voice sounds to me like it eats pussy. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Diedrich Bader, 2019. LOL, this is the guy they didn't want going down on a lady? TBH. This is the Harley Quinn one. TBH, I can see why his lips 
are very thin. But again, why is his mask made like that if he wasn't supposed to eat out? It's specifically designed for this. Look at it. Yeah, fair point. I don't know that that's a, that's a confirmation one way or the other, but it but. is a fair point about the mask. Yep. Robert Pattinson, 2022. This Batman will eat you out when you're on your period, but like at the end <laughs> when it's kind of less gross, <laughs> but still a really sweet thing to do. All right, there's one more. All right. I was mainly going only for movie Batman, but in hindsight, it was irresponsible of me to leave out Kevin Conroy from 1990, who clearly eats pussy and fucks hard. Oh, God. Yeah, I love that list. I think. Well, great list. Just uh, Christian Bale really and Ben Affleck, really the only two that, uh, you know, too busy thinking about other stuff. So is that shithouse? Is the list shithouse? The list is shithouse. Right. And I think that, uh, you know, it's not really Christian Bale's fault. You know, he no. wanted to. He he would have. It was just that Harvey Dent kept getting in the way. Yeah. It was just even after they had even after even Rachel uh, spoilers, everyone passes away, gets murdered. He's still an issue because now he's two face. Yeah. And that's double the problem. Yeah. If you think about it, if you think about it. I, I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. A uh, very shithouse list. Yes, indeed. So, Mike, now for your surprise. I was listening to the FTR podcast, and at the end of the episode, the last two episodes now, Dax has suggested a match for people that he recommends people watch. So we're going to do that match. Ooh, okay. The match on his most recent episode where he talked about Jay um, Briscoe a lot, and it was really sad, and they were they got really drunk on tequila because they were just... They, he says the show, he's only allowed to do two pours in the show, but that episode they did, his wife allowed him as many pours as he wants of the tequila. Yeah, right. But uh, it was really good, wonderful uh, to hear his thoughts on, on Jay. It was really a special episode. Um, but he suggested from 1994, WCW, Clash of the Champions 28. Ooh. Ricky Steamboat, which <laughs> is fun because we just watched him. Oh, it's, it's, St- it's era. Steamboat Steve Austin. It is. Uh, versus stunning Steve Austin. Hell yeah, dude. For the U.S. belt, I believe Steve is the champion. Fucking A. And we're going to watch that because I have not seen it. Great. Um, and uh, if Dax likes it, I'm probably going to like it. So we hope everyone goes to Peacock. Peacock and uh, goes to Clash of the Champions. I think it has its own channel there. Uh, it's the second match on 28. Because it's the fourth show in 1994. It's in, or it's, no, it's the third show. It's in August 1994, if you want to find it on there. And you can scroll to the second match. Watch it with us. We're going to watch it, and we'll see you after the break. Clash of the, Clash of the Champions, baby. With a dragon on it. was a wrestling match was it not that was a very fun wrestling match once the hogan shit once his ambulance was far enough away from the cameras to not be viable content i just hope i just hope my knee's okay brother i just took a real big bump brother before your match and i hate 
Hey, hold on. Hold on. I, I gotta find Steve. I gotta find him. Hell yeah. Hey, hey, Hulkster. I, I, I'm calling you on his voicemail because you, you kind of ruined my match, brother. Me and Ricky were, we were going to go hell high water and the fans were into it, but the commentators kept cutting back to your stupid ambulance, brother. Well, look, dude, I thought they were going to have to amputate me at the knee. Okay, brother. I have nothing. I can't, I can't, I can't do a scene at Steve Austin. I just can't. It's too difficult and I'm not there right now. But everyone, if you want to imagine Steve and Hulk just talking back and forth about really good specifics. And Every stuff. doctor I showed it to said, hey, man, you're never going to walk again, Hulkster. And I said, not if the little Hulksters have anything to say about it, dude. When I was on my, was on, was on the hospital bed, brother, <laughs> I showed all the nurses my, my, my tryout tape for Metallica bass, brother. They loved it. And I was like, look, Vince. <laughs> Calm Hogan's the best. Calm Hogan's really good. I really like what you're doing with this WrestleMania thing, but brother, I got to play bass for Metallica. <laughs> got to get out of here. And, so, and then they got to Metallica. Like, no, we never, he never tried out. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> play bass for Metallica. What you... Man, this match is great. This is a fun one. Dax, uh, you were correct. This is a hell of a, well, like 15, 12 to 15 minutes long in and out. Not even really in and out, but the crowd was like really kind of quiet. And then they started popping off once uh, Steve Austin just kept kicking out of every single pin that Ricky threw at him. Yeah, there was about half a million false finishes there towards the end. It was a real it was really, really good. Yeah, but it was it was nice because then by the fourth kick out, when um, Steve Austin goes from the knees up to do the lariat, he looks so tired. Yes. Because Ricky has made him kick out four times in a row so prior to that. Put upon. And yeah. so Ugh. over. He's so over kicking out. Yeah. And then immediately Ricky puts him in a, a fifth pin. And this is a really shitty one, too. His legs didn't even reach his armpits. It's just Steve just had to go, uh. But still, still fifth in a row. That effort. I love that. I really like that match. There's a whole it's fun to, I was say, I said while we were watching, it's fun to watch Steve Austin flop around on the ring like a, like a co- collegiate wrestler because his neck obviously isn't fucked yet. Right. Yeah. His knee, his knees are still pretty good. Yeah. He's not wearing the braces on either knee. He hasn't gotten, uh, the, he hasn't taken the pile driver yet from Owen at SummerSlam. So this is, this is the, the stunning Steve. This is the, the bumping machine, man. This was Steve Austin, the way that he thought he was going to wrestle his whole career before the injuries yeah. made him wrestle a different way. But you know what? You know, lemonade from lemons, I'd say on that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah. do with that? Yeah. Um, but you can tell uh, that like when Dax Harwood, when you watch he and Cash wrestle like, oh, this Steve Austin is part of Bret Hart is obviously part of their DNA. But this Steve Austin is also part of their DNA, especially Dax. Even like their physicality, they look the same. They Absolutely. look like the same person. Yeah. And also another thing, you know, we we, we point out how hard uh, guys like Razor and Brett and Sean hit the ropes a lot of the time. We're like, whoa, they're going really fuck like like the WrestleMania ten ladder match where we were like, Yeah, they were going hundred miles an hour. That's how Steve hits yeah, the Razor ropes. Yeah, Razor takes too. one step before he gets to the next rope. Yeah. Steve hits the ropes like they owe him money. Yeah, he's really got to get that payment. 
And it's just it's just a small thing, but it just adds so much intensity, you know? Yeah. And even the off the top rope he's gonna do that it was an elbow or a knee drop, I forget which one he does, but where he, he was like just pointing at pointing at Ricky, giving his little his little pointer fingers like talking trash. Yeah. The Steve Austin that he becomes, yep. basically. And like, yeah, it's just like just move he makes it his middle finger and then we're off to the races and now everyone loves him <laughs> and he has the coolest interest music because that glass shatters and buddy, that's a crowd pop. Can you imagine seeing that guy, right? That you watch that match and granted he's wrestling Ricky Steamboat, who's one of the best, probably 10 pro wrestlers that ever lived. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Fine. He, he's in there with a great, great opponent. But can you imagine looking at that guy and and being puzzled as to what you might do with him? Like, I don't know what what do we well, what do we want to do with him? Maybe mm-hmm. we'll call him Salty McFreeze face or what, you know, like, oh, the ringmaster. It's like, just I, such I can't, a, I, it blows my mind. It's just a, it's an ownership thing, you know. It's like I it, it's it's a it's a I'm Vince McMahon. I have to own all of this, regardless of copyright. I need to own these people, and you're gonna be this guy because this is a cool name. You're gonna be Sub Zero or Ice Pick. <laughs> I forget all the names that were out there of legend that he couldn't <laughs> But uh, him finding Stone Cold out of that, thank God. <laughs> And they didn't come out and like, because it was around Mortal Kombat times. I bet someone leaked that pop culture nugget to Vince. He's like, oh, oh look at that vest. Oh, yeah. oh, what the? Oh, they're not white guys. That's fine. <laughs> also, someone it. has to break it to him that Glacier already exists. Yeah. He's doing it over. He's doing it over there for Ted. God, no! Like, come on! Not not only is he a great wrestler, but it's so cl- he's got just. Just miles and miles of charisma in the ring. Like everyone yeah. is, everyone is just loving watching him get his ass kicked. And I, then I don't know the the first half of that match though. Like I I, I said to you, is like we're watching a legend put over, get over, or or put over this newer guy. Yeah, we're watching the future legend fight this current legend, and all the commentary you talk about is Hogan's kneecap. <laughs> For like the first ten minutes of the sixteen minute match, it's so irritating. <laughs> it's so like, irritating. Well, at least it's not. At least they're not cutting to split screen, and it cuts to split the screen. second most important title in the company. The second most important, <laughs> the U.S. Hogan's, heavyweight belt. Listen, Hogan's knee has got to be in good shape. How else is he going to do a leg drop if he doesn't have a good knee? You know? I just don't understand. I I, I don't understand. Uh, you know, the, the other cool thing is that even in 94, right, Steamboat is now, you know, what Re- WrestleMania 3 was 1988. You could argue that was Steamboat's peak. Or you could argue his peak was in 89 when he wrestled Flair in a series uh, trio of matches. It's hard to say because we've watched now like four, four or so or five Steamboat matches across the Karate Man episodes to – to Macho Man, to to last few weeks ago, and they're all across different years of a spanning like a ten year period. And every time we see him, he's fucking great. So I think any steamboat we get's gonna be good. See, that that, that was kind of what I was going towards was okay. that, was that he just is extremely good, even though he's on the down. You know, he's he's on the the, the he's been over the hill 
and he's yeah. going down towards getting older, uh, he still has everything he needs to make people care about his wrestling. And also, who did he wrestle last time that we watched? I forget. Uh, Orndorff. All right, never mind with that one. But at least with Austin, he's got this young guy in there. Yeah. That is helping him not look old. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. It kind of the same way AEW uses Sting. Like Sting is what, 63 maybe? 64? Yeah. Yeah. And he looks he looks sixty four in that age range, but ever all the young guys around him make him look they propel him even higher in his old age. And every single time you see him wrestle, he looks fucking awesome even at his advanced age. Right. Yeah, no, and and to be clear, it's not it's not quite the same because Steamboat here is just basically on the wrong side of forty. He's on the he's wrong. Right. He's on the wrong side of. Us. He's on the Little wrong side me. of forty. But <laughs> he's not an old man. He's not an old man. So I'm just saying, you know, Sting's 87 years old. He look, he's looking great. <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay, so we got two guys in the match. That's two wrestlers. But who's dressed better? This is 94. WCW. Is Macho Man alive? He is alive, yeah. Do you know if he's booked? I scrubbed. This is the second match. I didn't see him, but do you know if he's booked? I don't think he's booked because I believe what is happening right now is he is in the transition between uh, the WWF and WCW. So he wrestled at WrestleMania 10, and I believe that was his finale with the company and i don't think he'll debut with wcw until maybe fall brawl or halloween havoc i think so he's probably kind of dressed like you and i are dressed right now just a white t-shirt right white tank a flannel oh no to be clear i think he's head to toe he is in denim you think so in black with black black cowboy boots and and a denim bandana what color is macho's lounge denim what kind of wash is it? It's like the, it's the lightest stone wash. Yeah, yeah it's the lightest. It's just paper, paper thin. If you breathe on it too hard, it'll rip, tear a hole it's in been, the dome. Act, and, and We say light stone wash, but what we mean by light stone wash is actually the opposite. It's stone wash to shit. <laughs> it's so thin. It's like rice paper. <laughs> but so soft. So soft. Um, so we didn't see him. I didn't see him. Nope. He wasn't he, there. He wasn't there. So he can't win the honor this evening. So I saw the Nasty Boys. They were in their tie-dye confetti shirts. I yep. saw them. Of course, we saw Hogan in the yellow and Hogan, red. Yeah, the, but he was kind of on his back holding his knee. A bit, holding his knee, brother, and with, the big du- saw... with the big dumb yellow wrist, wrist sweatbands that he would wear in yeah. WCW for a while. I think I saw Orndorff in red trunks. Maybe I guess I'll Orndorff somewhere against the Nat. It might have been the Nasty Boys versus Orndorff and some other jabron. Yep. Who did Orndorff tag with usually? Uh, I don't know. Let's just say the Hammer Valentine. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So ten, they didn't, ten years too late. <laughs> they didn't have it either. They didn't have it either. And so then we got. You know who had Hogan. it? Hmm. He was, was in the, the bus cut. He was, in the, he was in the front row. He was. Who was that fan? As Tony Schiavone Tony said. Tony Schiavone had no idea. 
who that fan was, even though it was his friend Ray. Ray his Trailer. Of 12 years or so. The big boss man. Yeah. The boss. Whose side is he big on? Bubba. Legit question. Legit question. Was he on Austin or Ricky's He side? seemed to be on Austin's side. He seemed to be yeah, on Austin's he was, side. He's giving compliments sort of when I could catch it on the mic, but like I was like, is he being sarcastic, though? Is he kind of... So I thought maybe he was going to jump and screw Austin because I knew Ricky won. I did see that on accident. But you did. I guess not. Yeah. Well, you know, when you look up. Yeah. Trying to find where the match was right. and whatnot. That's how I knew it was 16 minutes before we even watched it. Uh... Well, it's hard because we gave an audience member Dides of the Night a few weeks ago. And I feel like it's unfair. But this audience member is also a wrestler. That's. I know. Okay, if that's the criteria we go by now, who does it better? This boss man, Big Bubba, or Raven? Who's the better ringside outfit? I mean, it's Raven. You want to know what that's about? That's that's what Raven's about, is the ringside outfit. What about Raven? Raven wasn't here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I no, I think Raven it was Big up. Bubba. He had the red sleeveless, uh, like, button-down with a yeah. white baseball cap and some aviator shades. Excuse me. He had a trucker's hat with a truck on it. <laughs> okay. He had a white trucker's hat. With <laughs> yeah. You don't want any cab. confusion. <laughs> you don't want any confusion when you're showing up to That's, the wrestling show. It was an all caps trucker hat. That's what that was. Um, it said, I, I like was, trucks. I love on the, like the, the snap back on the back is I like trucks. I think, I think Bubba's probably going to take it home, but I do want to mention dragon slayer on the back of Austin's black tights. Yes. Very good. Outside of the ringmaster. I think Austin was typically in black. Cause I think the ringmaster had something on his butt, like an X, like a month, something, uh, maybe, maybe a dollar, not. maybe a dollar or like it was sign. Green. He it wrestled in green. Yeah, it was I like think. a dark green. It might, there might've been a dollar sign on his butt. Barf, but it said Dragon Slayer, which is really cool. And then also Ricky came out like we talked about a few weeks ago in his He-Man outfit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mentioned this a question to you while we saw it happen. When Ricky came to the ring, he had two dragon heads that spewed fire. <laughs> yeah. Are those part of his outfit? Did yeah, I think count? those are part of the tights. Yeah. Shit. Because now it's really, it's really the, the heads of dragons versus trucker hat with a truck on it yeah that's how i'm seeing it well the other thing is you got to think that it took dusty a long time to make those out of paper mache yeah you better see the glue baby i'm looking for glue baby, baby, baby. i'm trying to find a glue stick i can, i got them i got them elmer's glue but i need a glue stick i know it's only about you know five 15 minutes to show time but do you think there's gonna be enough time for the glue to dry baby because the fireworks i don't want i don't want ricky's face is melting when he's coming out, baby. You gotta have smoke that's bellowing out of the dragons, baby. You know, and the spooky little tongues coming out of the... Oh, the tongues. The tongues, baby. Slither out. Oh, we can't do that in the time allotted? Shoot. Shoot, baby. <laughs> Dusty says shoot as well. <laughs> well. Maybe then we just... Maybe we could throw in some spiderwebs and some spider spooky what, twigs. What what? Oh, it's in August? October's soon, baby. We can have the cobwebs, baby. <laughs> Did we throw away all of our cobwebs from last year's Halloween Havoc, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the years catch up, but is this the cobwebs that caught fire, baby? The twigs that got fire? Is that... <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> right. was that with the cage match with Cactus Jack, baby? Right. The twigs that caught fire. <laughs> I forgot about those twigs. I'm going to give it to Bubba. It's Bubba. All right. It's Congratulations, Bubba. Bubba. You did it. You weren't even in the match, but you did it. I didn't even know you were there, Bubba. But you made your presence known. You won it. Congratulations. Mike, that brings us to the end of the show. Where can people find us? You'll find us on the World Wide Web. Uh, we'll t- typically be goofing around on Twitter and Instagram at Tope Suicida Pod. That's the handle. And if you want to send us an email, that's Tope Suicida Pod at gmail.com. Let us know who your favorite wrestler is. And if you want to get at Bo individually, he's at Bo Rosser on all the major social media platforms. And, you know, Maybe when I'm feeling a little better and I'm back to 100%, there's a distinct possibility 2023 could be the year of the digital comeback for your co-host, Mike. Yeah, he's been thinking about it. He's been, tell- he's been texting me like, I'm thinking about it, man. I might do it. I might pull the, pull the, uh, pull the trigger. Everybody loves a comeback. Social. Everybody loves a comeback. Yeah. Yeah, I sent Vince, I sent him a tweet saying, hey, Mike might be back. Reunion, reunion of the Tote Boys, both on Twitter. Vintage! Man, he was into it. He's like, yeah, vintage, reunion. Michael Cole's already freaking out about a vintage Tope Suicida Michael Cole's already fucking hard as a rock. He's got a boner the size of a fucking Memorial Coliseum. Rock hard Michael Cole. Juice was like, can I get this copyright for this? Like, no, Michael Cole already has (laughs) the copyright for rock hard. Michael Shit. Cole is rock hard. Michael Cole, unfortunately, <laughs> Juice is so so sad. Tony Khan has to break the news. He helped with the negotiations. Like we couldn't, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. I I'm tried. Sorry. I threw a lot of money at it. I threw a lot of money at it. <laughs> so you're just called the you're just called Rock Juice now. But Dwayne's on the phone. He's not happy about that one either. So sorry, Juice. You can be hard Juice. Hard <laughs> everyone's favorite Juice. All pulp. Nothing pulp. You know when you get the tube that you make yourself and it slides out and hits into the pitcher? Yeah, or that's hard juice. Or, <laughs> what uh, you know? I just uh, what I do is I just squeeze, I squeeze it out and I stick a, uh, a popsicle stick in it and I throw it back in the freezer and then I just lick on that thing all Saturday. Last me all day. Yeah. Do you take it all down as quickly as possible sometimes, though, and get that brain freeze? It's a life hack for you guys. If you're running short on cash and you need a popsicle, just use a an entire tube of <laughs> so much sugar. orange juice concentrate. <laughs> so much sugar. It's like six oranges. <laughs> Would you ever sit down and eat six oranges? It's like, that would kill it's me. It's like 80 grams of sugar. <laughs> Man, juice is fucked, you know? Juice it's is so fucked. good, but hey, it's look, fucked. Juice is fucked. I just had this 32 ounces of juice. It's like four <laughs> fucking full fruits. Well, that's, the, that's, fruit. my, that's my calories for the month. <laughs> so much food. I drank 64 ounces oh. of juice. That would be a combined 32,000 calories. Tell you what, I I'm on a juice. I'm on nothing but juice right now, and I'm 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 my pipes are clean. Juice cleanse, baby. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, we're done. We're done. Let's get out of here. Just one, one last thing. Um, the curtain has fallen on episode 169. And here we are already in February. Can you believe it? I think. It um, might be the 31st. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's only the 31st right now. We're not in February yet, but we will be tomorrow. And with that in mind, it's Lover's Month. You know? Mm, yeah. The Month of Lovers. Yeah. 
How 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 interesting that you're moving in with Stacy during the month of lovers. Interesting. Truly. Truly so interesting. That- also also it'll be uh just about a year since uh we decided that we wanted to uh kiss on the mouth. So that's oh. that's cool. Was that before uh, the the month of lovers twenty twenty one? Did that happen before the day of lovers, the fourteenth of the month of it lovers? Hap- no, it happened. Yeah, the day it happened before the day of lovers twenty twenty two. So, did you feel obligated to get a gift of lovers on the day of lovers within the month of lovers? No, good. I did not. That's good. Yeah, is there? I don't because I don't know the intricacies of the the lovers arrangement you have. With Stacy, so I don't know if a gift of lovers is a required thing on the day of lovers within the month of lovers. I think anytime you're unsure if a gift is a gift or an obligation, it's an obligation. Yeah. So right. there are there are many gifts that are made of love be- shared between lovers. Yeah. And they happen in February sometimes. But other times, you know, they happen in July or whatever. Yeah. So no, I didn't feel any. I didn't feel any special uh, pressure or obligation around Valentine's Day because I always thought Valentine's Day was very uh, not only stupid but pretty destructive, actually. And it was never a fun day for me. Yeah. But now I think uh, being a little older, losing my voice, I uh, I see the. Like it's okay to have fun with Valentine's Day. Good. With all that said, yeah. The lovers ask, "What is wrestling?" Wrestling is love. Wrestling yeah. is love in all its forms. Sometimes it's beautiful and congruent and lineal, and it takes place in sequence. And sometimes love is is messy and chaotic and not abusive. Love is never abusive. Sometimes love is not continuous. Sometimes love is unrequited. And sometimes love exists outside of continuity, outside of our perception of space-time. But love is one of those things that can allow us to live multiple moments of our life simultaneously. It's kind of our, our cheat code. It's, our, it's a life hack to exist outside of time because when you experience those strong emotions, whatever they are, in this case, love, you can be brought back to these, these memories and they feel like they're happening as they happened the first time. And that's the way wrestling is. Wrestling is something special and sometimes it was 30 years ago and sometimes it was yesterday and sometimes it was somewhere in between but when you're watching it you get the same feeling baby what's wrestling to you Bob? and that's a great question that's a great question i'm glad that you asked me because i have an answer for you mike i think wrestling is that journey mm. you know it's kind of like yours a little bit like yours, it's right. that journey. Because no matter how jaded you might get towards some aspect of wrestling, for me, WWE in general, you can still watch something that you didn't expect to be moved by 
Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, without knowing anything about it. And that's why wrestling is cool, because it's able to take me on that journey, even though I'm not even invested in it. They told me a solid journey in the ring, and then after the match, with some wonderful acting from Jey Uso. Anyway, it's a journey, and I'm glad that I'm on that journey. I won't be watching SmackDown and Raw still. I won't be watching it. But I know how powerful that story is now. Instead of just hearing about it tangentially, I kind of know about it. I don't need to watch it anymore from the viewpoint I had yesterday. I can kind of sit back on Twitter like I've been doing. It'll be fine. And then you're even further back because I tell you third party. I tell you like fourth party about these events. Anyway, but that's part of the journey. How you get your wrestling info and how I get mine is all part of the journey. Yeah. And that's wrestling, baby. Wow. That was a, that was a lot of parties. Speaking of parties, before we go. <laughs> oh? At Royal Rumble. Right now, Ethan Page and Matt Hardy are what? The Hardy Party. Right? But there was another Hardy at Royal Rumble. And it was the, the country metal pop group Hardy. Oh, no. And if you can find that Marco Polo I sent you, Mike, you can be introduced to the musical number before the main event, Hardy. And actually, I have a tweet that we can end the show on. From that, my own yeah? Twitter. From my own Twitter, we can end the show on this. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. My simple tweet from last night while Hardy was performing was, oh, oh, this sucks. Hashtag Hardy. <laughs> Hashtag Royal Rumble. It was weird and dog shitty. And uh, check them out. Uh, yeah, music check them subje- out. Music is subjective. It's subjective. Somebody likes Hardy, but I don't think the Royal Rumble audience was dead. <laughs> All right. Stay cool, San Francisco. We'll see you next week. Bye. Tope Suicido, What Wrestling Can Be, is a knit comedy co-op production and edited by Mike Whitman and Bo Baxter-Rosser. Thanks for listening.